Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Manage Smarter Show is brought to you by SalesQuid, the app that helps salespeople discover why they miss quota and what to do about it. Find out more at salescred.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Is my mentor. I think a lot of people who regularly listen to this show know that. And other than um, working on my empathy, one of the other things you mentor me on is emotional intelligence. And up until today, we've never had an expert on this topic. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it's because we really focus on the psychology of management and leadership uh, on this show. So it's like it, it, we've been remiss to actually cover this topic in general. And I think it's so important because so many managers and leaders you know, they're hard, they're hard drivers. They're all about the results. They feel like I, I don't have time for that stuff. They kind of view uh, emotions as a nuisance more than a gateway uh, to actually uh, unlocking the full potential of, of their team and actually getting the results that they seek. Yeah. And when you're on the receiving end of a bad outcome of this, it's not pleasant. So welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. That's what we're starting off with today. I'm Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith. I'm the CEO and founder of Sales Fuel. And all the way from England, Robin Hills is at our microphones. We're so honored to have you. Hi, Robin. Good afternoon to you and good morning to us. <laughs> I'm honored to be with you, Audrey and Lee. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, thank you for being here. And for those of you not familiar with Robin, the emotional intelligence expertise is, can't be exceeded. He is the guy for this. He is the director of EI for Change, eiforchange.com, everybody. It's a company specializing in educational training, coaching, and personal development focused around emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. Now, you've taught more than 250,000 people in 185 countries. Wow. How to build resilience, increase self-awareness, and understanding of others, uh, Robin's also got educational programs on this as well, like the courses, and we'll talk a little bit about that at the end, okay, uh, on emotional intelligence, covering the most comprehensive and detailed education of any EI organization. They are used in educational establishments in South Africa and India. He's got two books, which we'll also talk about, and like I said, a course, an experiential coaching methodology that will help you out. Uh, Robin has also delivered keynote speeches at conferences worldwide, including at oh, a little school you may have heard of, Harvard University. He also sits on the Northwest Committee of the Association of Business Psychology. Time for me to shut up, sir, and for you to start talking. I <laughs> loved what you said on another podcast. You said that high-powered individuals like the audience of the show say, I'm an intelligent person. I don't need to be emotional or tap into my feelings at all. And you say, you hear that well, a lot. 
I do, I do. The interesting thing about emotional intelligence is it contains those two words, emotional and intelligence, and the two don't seem to go together. But let me define what emotional intelligence is for your listeners. Emotional intelligence is quite simple. If you have intelligence, it's the way in which you are smart with your feelings. It's the way in which you combine your thinking with your feelings in order to make good decisions and build authentic relationships. Very easy to talk about, very difficult to do. What would you say or what piece of advice would you give then to managers and leaders then who do a really good job perhaps in, in identifying how other people are feeling, but it, but they really stake at identifying how they're feeling in the moment and being able to name that and then being able to act upon that? I think the, it's a very difficult task in the first place, but it's continually looking internally and saying to oneself, what is it that I'm feeling? If I can actually label this emotion or, or try and understand it, it will actually help me engage with my people better. Because if they're very good at recognizing emotions in other people, they've got to start. They just need to look internally and say, right, what is it that makes me angry? What is it that makes me fearful? What is it that makes me scared? What is it that makes me happy? What is it that makes me joyful? How can I get more of all of those emotions and use them in appropriate ways? I want to dispel a myth here. I know you love dispelling myths in mm -hmm. sales fuel, and I think this is vitally important. There are no such things as positive and negative emotions. Emotions are emotions. We experience them for a reason. They're physiological and psychological entities that enable us to engage with the world around us. They're not positive. They're not negative. They don't deserve a label. It's the behavior that comes from those emotions that can be labeled positive or negative. Doesn't it also depend on the situation? Like I can be really angry, but I can use that as a force for good, depending on what's going on, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Nelson Mandela used his anger in a very focused, precise way. If he wasn't an angry young man who utilized that anger, we wouldn't have had the changes in the world that we have through his interventions. So how can we learn from that and say, right, how can I use my emotions in a more precision-like way? How can I get in there and work with these and make changes for the good? So um, anger is often seen as a, a negative emotion. It's often right. labeled that way, but used well and used positively to right a wrong. If someone's transgressed one of our core values, how do we right that wrong and how do we utilize that anger to make the changes that we need to make in ourselves and in other people? And particularly with managers and leaders and, and people that, you know, really are driven to get stuff done or whatever. Anger is an emotion that seems pretty common among our peer set, don't you think? It is. And I think what we need to do is to look at utilizing the uh, the fire that it gives you in your belly, the drive that anger can provide with us to motivate people to do better and kind of work with it in a slightly different way. So if you're being angry with other people, 
there are two things that come out of that. It's not conducive to a happy, joyful environment that people are trying to lead in terms of their culture. And also, if you are angrily interacting with somebody, they're going to get defensive and they're going to get angry back again. So as a leader, as a manager, just try changing your focus around that emotion. Don't take anything away from the intensity, but uh, look at changing the language around it and say to somebody, instead of saying, I am immensely angry because you have done this or because you have done that or because you haven't done this or you haven't done that, just change it and say, I am extremely disappointed because I expected better of you when you did this, when you did that, when you didn't do this, when you didn't do the other. That will make the person not feel angry. It'll make them go down the emotion of sadness and feel, oh dear, I've let, I've let myself down and I've let my boss down. I haven't come up to the required standard. What is it that I need to do to change my behavior? And that is a good use of emotional intelligence. So let's talk about anger going the other direction then. So you have somebody storm into your office or they, <laughs> they, they call you up on Zoom or Teams or whatever, and they're angry, you know, and you feel like you have to walk through a minefield and defuse a bomb almost. So uh, what kind of advice can you give the managers then who's on the receiving end of that? I think, well, I think the important thing to do is just to try and... Um and calm the other person down. Now, it's very easy for me to sit here and say that. It's very difficult in the intensity of the, that particular moment to do this. But you try and disarm them. You try and calm them down. You listen to what it is that they've got to say. And you, you try and lessen the energy. So the first thing that you need to do is to match the energy and match the urgency and match the intensity around the message that's being delivered. And then try very, very uh, professionally to deal with the issue and calm the situation down. Ask further questions. Keep yourself safe, but don't match anger with anger because what will happen then is you're just going to get a, a clash and it'll just you'll just pour oil on the on the waters and it'll make the situation so worse. So are you talking about things like like lowering you know the, the the volume of the voice and slowing the rate of speech and speaking more softly and and also limiting emotionally charged words and things like that is that what you is that what you mean by trying to calm the other person down that that's exactly what i mean lee I, it really is very much of putting yourself in control the only thing that you can manage in that situation the only thing that you can change in that situation is yourself and the only thing that you can do is to manage your own emotional state it is very hard oh, when yeah. somebody is shouting at you mm -hmm. and, and being abusive to do and that. Unfair so, and and, and yes. making all kinds of accusations and things that aren't true or whatever, and you feel personally insulted by it or whatever. How do you not come out swinging in that situation? Well, the thing is you do and you will come out of that situation and you'll replay it in your mind over and over again. Oh, I should have said this or I should have said that. Or uh, in the movies, they come out with these smart one-liners and the manager is cut down to size and all that sort of thing in, in reality look just come out of that situation and say to yourself okay right 
I didn't handle it as well as I could have done. What can I learn from it? So if the situation arises again, how do I deal with it differently? And if you're continually asking yourself those questions, it will help you in the heat of the moment to try different approaches. Just try them, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, now, I, look, it, it raises a very interesting question here. Am I emotionally intelligent? Am I emotionally intelligent? Well, the thing is, if I answer no, what am I doing talking to you about emotional intelligence? But if I answer yes, it's rather conceited, rather arrogant, suggests there's no room for improvement. So it depends. There are going to be certain situations where I go into the situation and engage well and come out and think, yeah, I handled that really well. I'm really proud. I did this. I did that. And it worked well and my comments landed the way I intended them to. And then I'll go into another situation and I'll completely screw up. Look, I'm human like you are. So it's, it's work in progress. I'm continually learning. I'm continually trying to get better. And I know I've got a long way to go. When you t- so that's a situation you and Lee just talked about where it's everything, like you said, in the heat of the moment. But when you talk about taking what's happening and going into a process of precision response, isn't that the word you use, precision? If I have time, I used to tell my PR clients this. If you get a call from a TV station and it's like a negative story, you literally say to the reporter, give me three minutes and I'll call you back. And you hang up and you take the three minutes, figure out what you want to do, what you want to say, and then you call them back. Should When you can, should you take five minutes? I'll, I'll talk to you about this in five minutes. And find I, that, the precision that's... before you, can you take that moment? That's brilliant. That That is excellent. If, if, somebody does come into a a situation and they get you on the back foot, then Mm -hmm. I think the important thing is to say, look, I I just need five minutes. I I need to go to the toilet. I'll speak to you when I get back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I need to go and get a glass of water or whatever it is. Uh, You know, take yourself away from the situation, a little bit of mindfulness, Mm-hmm. A little bit of concentrating in the moment, focusing on your breathing, get your breathing to a point where you feel that you are more in control and then go back and then you can calmly look at the other person and say to them, okay, I know that we have a problem here. We have an issue and I am very willing to discuss it with you. Uh, it might be that we don't come to an agreement on this occasion, but let's find out what it is that we need to be thinking about and working mm-hmm. towards in order that we can work towards it together and come out with a solution that fits both of us. What do you find are the most common shortcomings that people have in, in, in their ability or inability to read the room? Well, I think the, uh, the the shortcomings that people have is the inability to read the room. Emotional intelligence is, is not about being nice. It's not about being kind. It's not about uh, suppressing emotions and dampening them down. It's about doing the right thing according to your values, your ethics. And uh, it's saying the most appropriate things with people in order to make these decisions and and build up these authentic relationships. So at times you don't need to be unpleasant, but you just need to say what needs to be said. And uh, in terms of reading the room, if there is an undercurrent of anger there, 
Let's find out what it is, where it's come from, what you can do, what we as a team can do about it. Now, it might be that we can do absolutely nothing about it, but to be able to have that cathartic moan and let everybody verbalize what the issue is, that might be part of the solution. We were so, talking about all the Zoom meetings and stuff mm-hmm. that it's been happening for two years now. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. tone of voice, <laughs> body language on Zoom. You can only see me. It's like when I was a news anchor, people could see me from like my waist up. Couldn't yeah. see that I had gym shoes and shorts on. Uh, but how do I read this? And you look I mean, like it, you're relaxed. Your shoulders. It's two D instead of three D. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. It's, there's a lot of there's a lot of data missing here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've just got to recognize that there is a lot of data missing. We say data in the United Kingdom, sorry. (laughs) It's just one of these foibles of being across the water. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we are missing information. And and I think the important thing for a leader to do is to communicate, over-communicate with people one-to-ones and just say, look, how are you feeling? How are things going for you? What are, What's happening? What do I need to know about? What do you want to talk about? How can I support you? Um, I know we're all going through a tough time here. Um, what is it that you need from me? Um, is there something that I need to know about in terms of how you're emotionally feeling? And uh, another great tip that I've often used in meetings is to have a, uh, a two statement emotion so what you're doing is you're going around everybody and saying right without any judgments without any comments just give me two emotions that you're currently feeling at the moment so uh give me two emotions that you're currently feeling at the moment audrey uh happy and curious and give me two emotions that you're feeling at the moment lee oh boy i would say uh excited and anxious Yeah, and uh, I would say that I'm anxious and nervous. And I think in terms of my emotions, they're great emotions because physiologically and psychologically, they're putting me in the right place in order to deliver a good interview to you on your podcast. So uh, in terms of looking at other people's emotions through those two emotion statements, if somebody is actually saying that they're feeling depressed, you don't make any comment, you don't make any Mm. judgment. At some point, you then go back to them and you say to them, okay, you mentioned that you're feeling a little bit depressed. Um, Let's have a conversation about it completely offline. Um, What is it that I can do to help? What's driving this? Is there anything that's happening within the organization that I need to know about? So that is a situation where you don't want to get curious and you don't want to draw them out and, and drill down to figure out why they're feeling depressed at that moment, set it aside then and and have that conversation later. Have that conversation later, but just be aware that if that's the way in which that person is feeling, now is not the time to apply the pressure to them to actually say, look, you didn't uh, return my call. You didn't um, get that report to me on time. Uh, The sales figures are down. What is it that you're going to do about it? Whatever it is, you need to uh, be aware of that emotion and then deal with it on a on a private basis later. What do you do if they say I I don't want to talk about this with you? 
that's fine. And then okay. the important thing is you, you just say, look, I do recognize that um, uh, you are experiencing this emotion. If I'm a cause of that emotion, then first of all, I've got to apologize. But I need you to get the support that you need in order that we can at some point have a more open conversation that you feel comfortable with. And that, that's the empathy piece. It's understanding right. it from the other person's perspective. I want to circle back to reading the room again, and I want to tie that into to Audrey's question about uh, about the Zoom calls and things like 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 what we're on right now. Uh, how what advice can you give to people so they can better read the other person just through you know just through the video, even even if you know you can listen to tone of voice, obviously, and everything like that. But you know, facial expressions, body language, anything like is, is there anything any clues to uh, how someone's feeling emotionally that, that we can read with, without having that conversation about how you know, what emotions are you having right now? Yeah, sure. There are there are things, and uh, Zoom is great for this because one of the communication channels that you've got open to you is the voice. So listen out for the cues and the clues within the voice. And uh, if you do know uh, a person particularly well, then you will know how they use their voice. And if their voice seems to be a little bit flat, or they're talking very deliberately and very slowly, then you can actually pick up on the fact that things are perhaps not quite as right as they could be or if they start getting very very animated and they start talking very very quickly and they uh, uh, chop and change between sentences without finishing them again you can pick up some cues that way uh, but also watch out for facial expressions because I'm seeing some wonderful facial expressions from Audrey that I'm finding very encouraging and I also do. I stare at the camera the whole time yeah. I just, you know, I'm watching I'm listening to every word you say that's what I do yeah, well, she's this much better work. at that than I am, for sure. Yeah. Way better at that, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't work on a podcast, does it? Because people can't see it. So <laughs> this is we're going to put up the video of this. So yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, great. So um, <laughs> the the thing is, um, you pick up whatever cues and clues that you can. Mm -hmm. There are some people who are specialists in the area of emotional intelligence where I don't go that have got the ability to read facial expressions and body language. Mm -hmm. I did start to look at working in that area, but to be a real expert at it, you've just got to continually practice 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 and they're brilliant they can detect lies in politicians people on the television criminals that appear on uh, cctv wow. uh, they, they are just experts at it mm -hmm. and they train people like police officers and the passport officials and the customs officials to pick up on cues and clues and pick up on on lies and again that's all part of everything that you're talking about here lee picking up on emotions through facial expressions and, you know it's it's not just about the emotions and naming the emotions but the other mm -hmm. aspect to it is like we have different levels uh, of emotions so it's like you know you, you know you could be at, at, at 11 on a scale of 10 or you could be <laughs> at a five on any of these particular emotions so you got to be able to read the levels as well as being able to name the emotions at the, at the same time because that that impacts what we need to do next right yeah, yeah. And, and um, if we talked about anger, let's go back to anger. It's an easy one to to work with. Um, there is, If there is something that makes me angry, it might not make you angry. It might make you mildly irritated. 
mm-hmm. Audrey, for example. So on that no, scale, it makes well, her angry. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving her the benefits of the doubt. It might make her mildly irritated. It might make you incredibly irately, very, very, very cross, very angry. And the intensity of the anger is far greater than mine. And we would all talk about being angry. And I would then make the assumption that my anger is very similar to your anger, which is very similar to the other person's anger. And through those assumptions, perhaps some of our communications break down, because if Audrey is mildly irritated, she's not that fussed about it. Whereas perhaps you and I, Lee, would want to really change what's going on. So we would expect Audrey to come along with us. And she's kind of saying, guys, look, just take a break. There's nothing to worry about here. But I'm incredibly angry, Audrey. Why? What, what, what's the issue? You, you know, these are all um, very real situations that we face on a day-to-day basis. The fine art around... of talking people off the ledge, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 exactly that. Uh, you know, if I'm talking to somebody um, on a ledge, they jump off. <laughs> <laughs> EI for change.com is your website, Twitter, EI for change. And then you've got two books. Do you want me to do the titles here, Robin? The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience and Business Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms in the Workplace. And the Authority Guide to Behavior Business, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships. We're pretty much out of time, but I want you to talk about your courses um, as well, real quick. Let people know. Sure. Sure. I have 30 courses on emotional intelligence, and I'm working on a a selling with emotional intelligence course, which I'm hoping to publish in the next few weeks. Uh, There there are some brilliant courses out there that I have not published, I have not authored on emotional intelligence, basic introductory courses. They talk about the what around emotional intelligence. I'm more interested in the how. How do you apply it? How do you use it? So how do you use emotional intelligence? intelligence in leadership? How do you use it in conflict resolution, in collaboration, in teamwork, in communication, in selling? So that's my focus around emotional intelligence. And these courses are on Udemy and on my own platform. And you can find them, emotionalintelligence.courses. Excellent. This has been great. I learned a lot. And uh, it's like a lifelong journey, as you said before, Robin. So I will soldier on and Legal. As will I. Be As a, gra- will I. a later yeah. grade. <laughs> and I'm very happy that we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, I've held my own. I'm sensing relief. Great fun. <laughs> <laughs> the emotion is relief. The emotion is relief. <laughs> you gentlemen may dispel of your anxiousness. I'm on with the rest of your day. No. <laughs> no, I'll go away from here and think, oh, did I really say that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Robin. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.